knowing you, I think you, on some level, you feel like that's a failure mm. or some sort of, uh, I didn't, I didn't finish. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 131 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Chief Warrant Officer of Customizable Calendars, the good time player <laughs> man himself, Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? I, you know, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. It's, you know, after the holiday. This is always a weird time for me. Um, right. You know, kind of that midweek thing. I'm a person who... Um, uh, likes to be super active, and I like the hecticness of business. And this week never is, yep. and it's also an introspective week for me. So, to be honest with you, I'm a little weird right now, but I, I, I'm good. How about you? Well, don't sell yourself short, Kirby. You're always weird, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm same way. I've got this weird post-holiday malaise. I can't get yeah. my finger on, but uh, it's kind of that weird time. I'm, I'm geared up for the new year. I'm ready to go, but there's no one to go with me right now. <laughs> yes, totally. Um, <laughs> totally. Get it. So uh, you know, it's it's been a quiet week, but I've been accomplishing a lot and and getting a lot of things done in a positive way. And Kirby, speaking of getting things done in a positive way, are you familiar with Chameleon Like? I've heard of them. Yes. Well, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about our primary sponsor for this uh, platinum level episode. You know, they are they focus completely on packaging, notebooks, gift boxes, folders, and journals, and yep. they do such a good job. We've talked about that. The one thing I don't think we've really, really uh, focused enough on with them, what they really are able to do, is they match their creativity, and that's a, that's a, a shared creativity. It's joint venturing really with with the distributor, but they match that creativity with process. And so mm. by combining that true custom and creative approach to a process that delivers consistent and reliable customer service, they know it's a challenge. So yeah. their entire focus internally is trained to do exactly that, match creativity with process. And I think in our industry, that's a really important shift to uh, underscore. Yeah, it totally is. And I mean, the the thing about it is, is in someone like me who, and I think a lot of uh distributors out there, they're trying to stand out, right? Mm -hmm. And so by having a partner that is creative and can go all the way through, not only giving you cool virtuals, but they need to know that they can actually produce them, right? And so that's a, I think there's a ton of value there. There's a ton of value. And again, you see, you hit the nail on the head. They will help you as a distributor stand out and it'll help your client when they deliver golden decorated nuggets of goodness packaged properly. Yes. And creating that experience to the end user. You talk about building value and differentiating yourself. That's a great way to do it. So go ahead and head over to chameleonlike.com. The good time player men, Pierre and Alex, will be happy to help you out. And I know you won't be sorry you did. Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at, let's call it a uh, tissue paper level today? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, that seems about right. That seems about awesome. right. Awesome. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start. Okay. Um, I think as we, you know, this is the podcast between – uh, Christmas and New Year's, so it's always something I do. I know you and I are both very goal-oriented. Mm. Um, you know, over the last few years, I've been very public with my goals, and I'm, I'm in the process of writing my, my year-end blog where I share the goals I had laid out from 2000, for 2018. Was I successful? Was I not? And then I lay out my goals for 2019. Now, I haven't fully laid out my goals for 2019 yet, 
But I thought it'd be okay, if you're okay with it, for me to share what my goals were in 2018 mm-hmm. and whether I succeeded or not. And then we can maybe talk about if you have some of those in your mind or maybe written. I know you write them down, but maybe you're willing to share. So, Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I had, let's see, I had seven goals for 2018. Right. Number one, increase Promo Corner's revenue by 30%. Did not hit it. Came close, but okay. did not hit it. Fell short. Fell short of that. Number two, find four additional revenue streams for Prono Corner. We did do that. So that, that was exciting. We really did do that. Uh, number three, have Promo Corner be recognized as the digital marketing and media leader in the industry. That's not a quantifiable goal. And so totally. as, I look, as I look at that, I'm like, that's a stupid bullshit goal. Um, and I wish I hadn't have written it. Um, however... I think we're approaching that more. I think I think people are looking at Promo Corner differently than they did at this time last year, and it's a much more positive, much more uh, industry leading in, fr- in terms of a digital marketing and media company in the industry. So, and, and I'll dig into this later, but I disagree with you. I don't think it's a bullshit goal. But go okay. ahead. Okay. Um, finally, write a book on sales and marketing. Not even close, Kirby. <laughs> um, I, I, I have the outline done. I have the bones done. I, I'm struggling where to fit some of the jigsaw puzzles. And frankly, I did not make it a priority this year, period. Right, right. So it, it didn't happen 100% on me. Um, spend more quality time with my family. I think I did accomplish that this year. I think, uh, you know, with as much as I do travel, um, I really focused on being present when I'm at home. That means putting my phone in another room. That means really having deep conversations with, with both, uh, you know, Sandy and, and the kids. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think I've done that. Uh, meditate 30 minutes every day. Sort of. <laughs> um, there are days I don't. Yeah, and by sure. meditate, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not a big into a, a process meditation. Um, for me, it's just very, it's quiet thought. And, right. and I try to do that. But again, as we are all human and I allow myself to get busy, sometimes that falls by the wayside. Uh, and the final one was mentor two people in the promo products, promotional products industry. I mentored four people this year, so I'm really nice, proud of nice. that. So I give myself a B minus on accomplishing my goals for the year. Okay. Um, now you wanted to dig into the, have a promo corner be recognized as a digital marketing media leader in the industry. I said it was a bullshit goal. You disagree, Kirby? What's your take on that? Yeah. So I I think I'm not a big. Don't get me wrong. I think that there's value in having uh, measurable, timely, you know, reasonable, the smart. There, there's value in that. But I think we overstate it a little bit. So one of my goals every year, and it's the number one goal every year, is to become a better father and husband. Sure. Now, I will tell you, that's an it's a, I, I, you know, and the reality of it is at the end of every year, I don't know if I accomplished it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not measurable. It's, tar- it's hard to, to get your head around. But I also say that, you know what, when that is sitting on my desk and I see it on a regular basis, it, it frames my mindset. Yes. And it makes me think differently. And, and, and by seeing it, I go, okay, have I done anything this week, this month, this day? to move me closer to whatever that that is. And so, you know, I think that, you know, the pushback I would get is people would say, well, you know, you could say, I'm going to have a, a weekly date night with my daughters and mm-hmm. da, da, da. yeah, okay, fine. I, and that's measurable, I guess. But on the other hand, I'm like, there are times where it's like, you know, just sending them a Snapchat or a text message to say, I love you is still 
like I don't. I, I don't want it to be so formulaic. And I say that to the, you know, the piece that, to yours, yes, you could make your goal be more measurable. And I actually would encourage you to do that in 2019. But mm-hmm. the idea that it's a bullshit goal, I disagree. Because I think it's one of those things to say, well, if my goal is to become the premier or whatever, well, if I'm looking at that on an everyday basis, it's a mindset thing. And so that's right. my that's my take on that. So fair enough. Now, do you, fair. yeah, have you looked at your goals uh, for 2018 and so, what you've accomplished and maybe where you need to focus a little more effort? Yeah. So it's funny. So this was going to be one of my topics as okay. well. Um, in the sense that to be to- and I can dig into this more, but I'm struggling this year. You know how I am. I love setting goals. Mm-hmm. Like that's a thing that I find inspirational. Oh, absolutely. It's one of and, the first things I think about when I think of how you approach life. Yeah. And I'm I, this year for whatever reason I'm having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yesterday, I think it's one of the reasons I was being kind of introspective. Is my 2019 goals I'm still working on, but right. as am I, by the way. Yeah. So 2018, what I would say is I re kind of recalibrated mm-hmm. about halfway through the year. Okay. Um, and so uh, one of the goals I set was for 25% year over year growth for. Um, uh, Hosman Marketing. Now, mm-hmm. I kind of thought that was a pretty lofty goal, mm-hmm. um, and I was really pleased. I, and honestly, the year's not over. Who knows? Something may sneak in. Uh, but um, I think we ended up being at about 22, 23 mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I'm kind of thrilled with that. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, As like, yeah, we didn't accomplish it, but I feel really good about that. Same same thing. You know, we didn't hit the the 30 percent I wanted, but I'm still very very pleased with where we did end up. Yeah, so, yeah. Great. So that's a good one. Um, as you, you can, know, because you can look at the trajectory. Where's it going? Yeah, um, yeah. And so where's it trending? So that's an important part of that too. Um, so I, I started and wanted to write a blog post every day. As of today, uh, I've I've managed to do that, and so yes, I feel pretty good about that. Um, and then um, let's see. I wanted to you know continue to operate Hosman Brewing, um, cash flow positive. I'm still working on that one, to be honest with you. And then we, I wanted to add a, um, a property for Hosman Properties mm-hmm. uh, that would be, you know, another another piece there. And so we were successful there. So, and candidly, I don't have these written up. I was kind of scratching these down as you were talking. So mm-hmm. those were a couple things. And then, of course, become a better father and husband. I, you know, <laughs> we'd have to have the kids and, and the wife on to see if I accomplished anything near that. But, yeah, that's um, not happening. <laughs> 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 but... Uh, you know, I think it's that's a that's a work in progress for me. Yeah, so that's that, that that's where I am right now. But but to be honest with you, back to back to that, it's like this year, I, I'm I'm struggling to 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 get my arms around what is exciting me. I yeah. think that's because that's what one of the things about goal setting for me is it tends to be inspirational. This is sure. the this is the intentional life I want to create. Right. And it's like the good news is I've accomplished some things. Right. Right. Like, um, like one of the things I wanted to do last year was pay off my truck and I did that and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a big deal. Right. Sure. Um, but so now it's like, I think part of my, uh, process is to find out things that are exciting to me moving forward. And so that's, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm kind of living in that space right now. So fair enough. No, it's good. And I think it's always good to kind of be reflective and you and I have always committed to being hundred percent honest as, as yeah. much as we can, I guess, without, uh, you know, hurting or, uh, damaging other people or relationships. And, and I think this is an important part of that. You know, yeah. people I know, oh, I know 
I used to look at people and think, man, they, 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 everything's so effortless and easy to them, and, I, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's important for people to know that, hey, we don't hit all our goals, and we no. fail, and we learn, and we try to do better. And I do think it's an important part of kind of what makes you and me you and me. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more of us out there like that. So good conversation. So why don't you shift us a little bit, Kirby, into a topic of your choosing? Yeah, so I want to talk about content. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. So, I mean, not in a bad way. Just you, you and I, in the interest of transparency, have talked a little bit off of the podcast about, you know, I have blogged every day since May something. And um, the response has been pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that exercise. Right. But, you know, as 2018 comes to a close and 2019, um, you know, starts to rear its head, do I want to keep doing that, right? right? Do I want to keep doing the blogging every day? I, I, I am drawn more and more toward vlogging and doing more video. I like doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to sort of bring up that topic, not only for me, but what you're thinking p- personally and professionally for 2019. What do, do you, Have you given thought to that? What's your plan? Um, so yeah, I guess I, I both have. of those things. So. Yeah, so a couple things. So um, I, you know, with all the things that I'm doing here at Promo Corner, Doing my one blog a week is what I can commit to. Um, yeah. My, my blogs, boy, I, I'm trying to word this. Take this in the spirit in which it's attended. If I was writing a blog every day, some of them would be very short. Some yeah. of them, and, and so I want to make sure that the blogs, the one blog I do do a week is is as well thought out as yours, but has maybe a little more length to it. And that, gosh, yep. that sounds like a critical comment. I promise you it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, and, and for what it's worth, I think I, maybe I told you this, maybe I haven't, but one of the things I said to myself when I committed to doing it every day is I wouldn't put a word limit on it. Yeah. And that was the, that was the piece that I was like, oh, I'm not like, you know, it doesn't have to be 300 words. It doesn't have to be 500 words. If it's seven words. It's seven words. Yes, that's right. Well, when I was doing it twice a week and I was just doing it two times a week, you're doing it every day, which yeah. I, I'm amazed by. I marvel at. I'm, I, I'm not envious of it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> But I have such a tremendous amount of respect for you. Again, you are a purposeful person. You say you're going to do something and you do it, and I admire that greatly. I would not want to blog daily. I just, I just wouldn't. Um, right. I struggle enough to find meat um, at times. You know, we've talked about in our sessions when we do um, uh, sessions about blogging. There are times where, man, I struggle to find something to write about. Now, there are times where it just flows as well. So um, uh, for me personally, um, I'm going to continue blogging. Um, I'm going to continue, obviously, this podcast. I'd like to figure out another podcast. From a promo corner perspective, you know, we we doubled down on content in 2018, and I think it's paid off well for us. Uh, And we are going to push very, very hard on video this year. In fact, I've shifted uh, Brandon, uh, effective January 1st. He is going to be certainly supporting our distributor product. He's very good at that and working with our distributor clients. But his primary focus is going to be uh, the production uh, of video content and, and some audio content as well. He's so good at that. Mm. And not making sure that he's on the right seat on the bus, that would be foolish of me so when i think of content marketing in 2019 you know it's time for brandon to really shine and do do the things that he does so well 
not that not that you asked me because you didn't, but I, I didn't. think that's a, I think that's a great move. I think putting Brandon all in on content is because you can tell he enjoys it. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think that's a great idea. Well, you know, I'm a big believer. We all gravitate towards what we like to do. Right. Um, you know, I don't like doing budgeting. I'll write blogs all day and avoid <laughs> budgeting. Brandon's always gravitated toward the video. Um, you, you see the things he's produced, like the how promo is made. Um, which has been very well received. He's worked really closely with Dana Zezzo on the promo effect, which I happen to love as well. Yep. Doing some really great video stuff. And we've got some, he's, he's got some really good ideas for uh, 2019. So I, I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, but uh, I think you can buckle up. Now, what about you? What have you decided in terms of your daily blog? Are you kind of like, okay, I, I did what I said I was going to do. Now I really want to focus on the vlogging because I, I haven't I haven't seen the video, but I saw you posted one. You got some new vlogging equipment for yeah. uh, Christmas. So where's your head at for you personally? You know, it's so interesting. I, I'm struggling on this too. I think that, like this whole mm-hmm. week, this is the theme, is that, you know, a part of me says, okay, you did what you said you were going to do. Like, like the new year is a perfect time to right. maybe go, okay, let's. But on the other side, it's like you don't want to, I feel like, I have built a little bit of a of an audience, right. and so I don't want to disrespect that. And so, I, I haven't made a decision to be honest with right. you. I, I mean, part of the reason that I started the blogging every day is I felt like it was completely unreasonable, yeah. and I felt like the people who I respect and admire do things that are unreasonable. Sure, um, but like, you know, there is only to be intentional, there's only so many hours in the day. And so what I've also done is looked at, you know, getting in front of clients more. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I, I, I definitely, if I'm going to make a commitment, I definitely am going to try and be more consistent in the vlog aspect, whether that's once a week, whether that's twice a week, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I miss that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I enjoy that creative process. Mm-hmm. So if that means I need to back off the blog, I may, I may try and yeah. do both. So that's the part I'm really trying to, okay, what makes the most sense without me, with that number one goal of, you know, being a good father and a husband, allowing me to do, you know, all the things that are most important to me. Right. So I haven't, I haven't made the decision yet. I'm, I'm kind of open to feedback. <laughs> um, here's what I will tell you. Um, I, I know you pretty well. I, I think I think you're ready to bail out on the daily blog so you mm-hmm. can focus more on vlogging. Knowing you, I think you, on some level, you feel like that's a failure mm-hmm. or some sort of, uh, I didn't I didn't finish. But here's the thing. You just said you were just going to blog daily. You didn't say you were going to blog daily forever. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And there's, there was no end in time to it. So um, I, I think, again, yeah, I remember, I remember you remember this. When, when I was writing two blogs a week, I was doing all the stuff, all the blogging for Promo Kitchen. I was writing a blog here for Promo Corner before I worked here. And I think I told you, you know, out of the 22 working days out of a month, I'm producing new written content or, or the podcast uh, for 18 of those days. And it was yeah. just getting to a point where for me personally, it was untenable. I can't produce, I can produce content at a pretty quick pace, but not at the pace you do. I, I, I am not envious of that, but I marvel at what you do. Mm. I can't do it. And I remember writing a blog saying, hey, I got to back off. I can't yeah. do this blog twice a week. And you know what? It was one of the most freeing things I ever did because, <laughs> you know, I know you like producing the blog every day, but I also know you well enough to know that there are days where it feels like uh, you're in handcuffs. I've yeah. committed to doing this. I've committed to doing it publicly. I can't not do it. So right. I, I would just evaluate. 
is it something you feel like you want to continue doing or is it time to shift to more vlog style i don't know i don't know the right answer only you know the right answer and hell you may not even know the right answer yeah, but it's it's an interesting conversation, I think, for a lot of us in the industry because, again, like we talk about all the time, there's a ton of noise out there, yeah. and I don't want to just contribute to the noise. Right. On the other hand, as we've said before, I don't know what is going to resonate. Yeah. Like I put something out there, and then people really take off, and they, they, they find value in it. So you, you follow your gut, and some people will follow, and some people won't. And you, I think, are prescient enough to realize, hey, you're not everybody's cup of tea. And you might piss some people off. And you know what? So what? It took me decades to get that way. You know, so I'd say do what you think is best for you. And and you're – I'm kind of getting tired of the word tribe. But your tribe will follow. Yeah. No, I like it. All right. right. Cool. Uh, Wow. This has been like the most – Eeyore podcast in the history of our <laughs> podcast. Not really. That's no, good. Yeah. It's good, though. All yeah. right, so I don't know if you saw this. I want to, as we're in the middle of the holiday season, there's some, some interesting shifts in retail. Um, and I thought I'd share with you, and I wanted to ask a, a couple quick questions about it, and then maybe we can do one more quick topic before we head into fill in the blank. So just let me give you some, some statistics first. 83% of retail decision makers agree that shoppers have a better experience if their sales associates are equipped with technology. So they're walking around with either an iPad or a smartphone of some sort to either check them out right there or give them information. Okay. 80% of those retail decision makers agree that staff checkout is less necessary due to technology. So a lot more point of sales, self-checkout, things like that. Okay. 52% of retail outlets are converting to point of sale checkout only. Hmm. Wow. 62% are transforming to online order pickup as well. Now, from a shopper's perspective, 51% believe they are better connected with their smartphones than store associates are with their own product. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. But then, then so, so, so you have on one side, you've got all the shoppers saying, I'm better off using my smartphone and making purchases that way. But then get this statistic. Only 11% of those shoppers trust retailers to protect personal data. Hmm. So we see this giant shift in technology in terms of how things are bought. You know, people say retail is dead. Retail is not dead. It's just changing. Yes. Right. Amazon is a retail environment. It's online, but it is a retail environment. Make no mistake about it. It's B2C, right? That is retail. Um, So we have shopper expectations on the rise. How do okay? So this and this is also translating to our industry as well. I'm sure you are starting to see this as a distributor. How are you adapting technology to the um, increasing expectations of your end user clients, Kirby? Yeah, I think uh, that is. You know, we've we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast in the past. I think that that is a. We big... have. I just don't think this deep. No, yeah, and I'm, it's not a critique. Uh, yeah. It's just that I think that more and more the ones that the it, what's funny about this is you know how we've made predictions in the past this is from uh-huh. my perspective this is moving toward a prediction i've made where it's like the distributors who are successful are either going to move into e-commerce or they're going to move into the uh, more agency style model right uh, for me it's like you know we've certainly uh, partnered with common skew and it's not sure. a commercial but but their presentations What's right. interesting is here recently I've actually gone face-to-face with clients and said, what is it that um, you like about 
what what doing business with us. That's a and, great. That's a great question. As long as, and I know you do this, you give them permission to be really honest with you. Yeah. So I, what's funny is uh, I actually stole this from Mike Michalowicz. Uh huh. So Michalowicz had three questions. It was, "What do you love about doing business with us? Right. What drives you crazy about our industry?" Right. Right. So they have permission to sort of complain about whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what are some other vendors that you use, right? Those were the three questions. He, sure. And so one of the things that I was surprising to me, you know, timeliness, creativity, those were all things. But the curation uh-huh. was actually a piece that every single person I talked to brought up, which was super interesting to me. Um, and the technology allows me to do that. That's why I'm, t- I'm bringing it back to that to say, uh-huh. like, a the, the bunch of them in different ways said, look, there are so many products in your industry, thousands and thousands. Um, and I can't, I don't have time. I don't, I love that you guys give us something that we can interact with you and, and right. that sort of thing. And so uh, I think more and more we're going to see value in that. And then obviously you and I have talked about the idea of transparency all the way through mm-hmm. the, um, the purchasing process. Mm-hmm. And allowing people a sort of a look behind the curtain to say, hey, here's where the product is in process. And yeah. so those are things that I think technology allows us to do. So Yeah. No, that's a great question answer. You know, again, it's just as we see these, see these shifts in retail. And, you know, I know my expectations for a retail experience are far different than they were uh, uh, two years ago, yeah. let alone five years ago. Right, and it's right, only right. going to continue to shift. So we need to find ways in our industry, especially to create that more trusted, personalized shopping experience while leveraging technology. And I think you, know, you talk about doing that through personalized digital catalogs, using order management systems like such as Comet Skew, and there's other ones out there. Yeah, um, of course. And, and using those things. So good, good stuff. Do you have a quick one before we launch into film like Kirby Hasselman? You know, um, I guess I'll try and make it quick. So, the, hey, it's our podcast. We can go for an hour if we want. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, so you mentioned about so content. Yeah. In these places where you are, you talked about running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. So when you feel dry of ideas, what mm-hmm. are some things you do? Just real quickly, I guess, yeah. to flex those creative muscles. What gets gets your juices flowing again? Um, exercise always does. Exercise yep. in silence. Uh, you know, not listening to uh, mediocre headbanging bullshit that I might listen to normally. Uh, but exercise or walking um, just in silence. That, that helps a lot too. Right. I might look through... I might look through my library of books and pick up a book I've either not read but purchased or pick up a book I've read and maybe try to look at it a different way. And then, you know, the way I I write content is I always like a a twist of phrase. So I write from the perspective of I come up with a title for a blog and then I write to that title. So I might come up with an analogy because I love analogies. I might come up with an analogy and figure out, okay, how can I make this impactful and meaningful to where it makes sense for the larger audience? So you know, it, it's difficult, but I mean, as you and I have discussed so many times, content's really everywhere. And so I find that the more noise I reduce in my life, the easier it is to find content. Yeah. So that's generally generally what uh, I, I do. But, you know, again, it's sometimes it's you, you can't force it. Right. You know, you can't, you know, I, I don't, you know, Van Halen doesn't walk into the studio and say, today we're writing a hit song. It just, yeah. it just doesn't happen that way. Right. Um and for them, it hasn't happened in over 30 years. 
Um, but that's beside the point. I digress. So for me, that that's what I do. But I think it's different for everybody. But what about you? When you feel like you are a little creatively vacant, how do you how do you refill that mug? Yeah, actually, it's funny. Going for a walk, going for a run, exercise of some sort. I mean, like that's not our opinion. Yeah. Like right, that's actually studies will tell you that that helps your creativity. I right. think going to silence does make sense. Um, and then really, what's interesting is. Uh, I find that if I think back over conversations over the previous day or two, uh-huh. usually there's a nugget in there. Like right. something a conversation I've had with a salesperson, a conversation like it's so interesting how many times over this last six, seven months where I'm like, oh, yeah, I talk to my sales team about this all the time. I've never actually written about it. Yeah. Um, and so those are the places like those are my go tos probably. There are also times where like I, you know, when I first started the blog, my blogging way back in my brand of a days, I had almost like a little series where I pick an 80s movie about once every two months and find sales lessons. In them. <laughs> and they were not only fun to write, but super well received. Like I did lessons from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and lessons from Roadhouse. Yeah. And and so this fall or just, you know, my, one of my favorite holiday movies if not my favorite holiday movie is playing trains and automobiles and i went and watched that movie with the perspective of i'm going to write a blog about this so sometimes it. it is intentional yeah so. no i dig it okay you know what else is intentional kirby what's that bill oh uh, that'd be the good people at vault promotions because they're intentional about, about making badges easier for you to buy and easier for your clients to buy you know they're going to be at expo in vegas they're going to be showing demos of their fabulous and I mean fabulous, Kirby, online badge vault program and all their new products. Their booth number is 2674. Write that down if you've got an ink pen or a non-inked pen. It really doesn't matter what kind of pen you have. That's number 2674 on the show floor. But there's more, Kirby. But wait, there's more. Oh, my. Yeah, oh, my is right. They'll be handing out their fabulous and famous crazy badges for you to snag for yourself or gift to others in the lobby right behind registration. You can grab a badge. You can snap the funniest photo with it. Um, you can take a photo in their photo booth and be entered for a chance to win a $100 gift card. They're going to be giving these away throughout the entire week at Expo. So stop by and see them right behind registration in the Expo lobby for all the details. Now, before you do that, make sure you head over to badgesmakemecrazy.com. They're going to have all the information on there. But I did want to share some of the funny badges you can find for yourself in Vegas. Kirby, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Number, uh, let's see, literally? Probably not literally. <laughs> Social media tough guy. I like mm, that one a lot. Yeah. Net 90 with discount. <laughs> uh, post now, fact check later. Well, that's no kidding. Uh, rush order assassin. <laughs> Procrastination developer. Yeah. Um, and I think this is one of my favorites. I used to be a waitress, now I'm a server. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So go ahead, find those those badges in so many more right behind registration booth in the lobby at Expo. And my goodness, we're only two and a half weeks away. I can't believe it. Uh, and I know you can't either. So Kirby, are you ready to do some fill in the blank? Let's do it. Let's go. You go ahead and why don't you start us off? All right. So I, we're coming up on the new year. So a little, little new year theme here. Uh, same with me. All right. The best part of the new year is? I think hope. Um, I'm a big believer um, hope is is always a good thing. 
Um, and I always think the new year represents hope that uh, I can be a better person than I was. Right. I can be a better employee than I was. I can be a better family member than I was. Um, and so I, I like that renewed hope. I mean, honestly, it's just another day on the calendar. Right. But, uh, you know, I think we as a society, we tie so much in it. So hope would be the word. Hope. I like it. Kirby, the three words that describe 2018 for you are blank, blank, and blank. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a triple shot. Yeah, that's a tough one. So um, I would say hectic, um, emotional, mm-hmm. um, and exciting. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know, it was a tough year in the sense that we talked about it last time, I think, on the podcast. As much as I, we had some great things with Hossman Brewing, closing the tap room was a tough decision. Right. Um, uh, exciting in the sense that Hossman Marketing continued to grow. We have a new project with Hossman Properties. Amy has worked amazingly hard on. So there's, right. a, there's a ton of good, too. Um, but I am excited to turn the page. Awesome. For sure. Yep. Totally get it. Uh, so New Year's Eve, your yes, standard sir. plan for a New Year's Eve at the Petrie abode is? Hide. Hide, Kirby. <laughs> um, I, and by that I mean, when I say hide, I mean I'm going to either stay home and uh, hunker down or I will go to a friend's house and hunker down. I don't like driving on New Year's Eve. I yeah. don't. There's just too many crazies. There's too many whack jobs. There's too many stupid people drinking uh, El Jimador tequila to a <laughs> level that they can't even understand. Um, to ring in the new year. So to me, I, I'm either with friends or with the family, hunkered down somewhere. Um, so that's that's my answer to your question that you just posed to me, Kirby. I love it. Bring it. Kirby, the single biggest challenge in making 2019 off-the-chart successful is blank. Uh, mitigating risk. So uh, toward the end of this year, you know, we've taken on in each of these projects that I've just actually just mentioned is really, you know, we're taking on some risk in order to make 2019 big. Well, so we've got to come through on it, right? So we're trying to mitigate the risk, but uh, leverage the upside and not to use too many uh, like uh, buzzwords. But the reality of it is um, we've taken on a lot of risk. And so now it's like, okay, I want to make sure that we don't you know, I have to make sure it's successful. I said that to Amy. I'm like, right. we've done this, and I'm like, it has to succeed. And so that's where we're at. Is like we need to uh, continue to grow and make sure that uh, we've made we make the bets pay off. Got it. Got it. Um, New Year. We talked about New Year's Eve. The mm-hmm. way you plan to spend New Year's Day is. Uh, taking down all the holiday decorations. To me, that is the final day they should be up. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I do. I, it always breaks my heart because honestly, it's it's. I, I love I love how our house looks when it's fully decorated for Christmas. It's full and it's fun and there's a lot of lights and it's just so bright. And it, it is for that first few days after you take down the decorations. It's a little jarring how threadbare the house seems. Right. But I'm ready to go ahead and make that transition on New Year's Day. So my New Year's Day will be take in the morning while some sort of uh, generic pull and weed eater bowl is on. Uh, <laughs> take down all the Christmas decorations inside and out and then uh, just really relax. We'll have our traditional family meal of uh, pork, black-eyed peas, and sauerkraut to usher in the new year. Nice. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Kirby, you learned blank about yourself in 2018. 
that, you know, I, I think when people talk about, hey, I'm really stressed, I think when you have, that I have a higher tolerance for stress than most people. That's what I've learned about myself. Because I, I look at the level of um, when people are like, well, you know, I can't deal with this, that, or the other thing. Right. Um, I'm always like, oh, well, that's a Tuesday. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, um, and so so I think that, you know, that's just one of the the um, the natures of the beast when it comes to being an entrepreneur, or a salesperson, that uh, leader um, is that you end up shouldering a little bit more stress than other people. And honestly, I like I'm proud of that. Right. Um, you know, certainly there are times where it weighs me down. But I think my my level of of, of kind of dealing with um you know, uncertainty mm-hmm. is higher than higher than most. I would agree with and that, so, by the way. I would yep. actually agree with that. Okay. Cool. All right. The thing you're looking most forward to in 2019 is <sighs> stability, um, and I mean that in every sense of the form of the word. Okay. It's probably not the answer you're expecting. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for um, some stability with the kids driving. And managing that freedom, we've we've had some hiccups there. Nothing traumatic, nothing dramatic or critical, but it's been there's been some stress there. There's been True. some friction there. So I'm ready for some stability there. I'm ready for some stability at work. We we had uh, a little bit of turnover in 2018, as I really worked to make sure we have the right team to execute. Uh, our combined vision, and I think we do have that team, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to some stability there. Uh, so that's exciting to me as well. So I, a lot of people look at stability as maybe this negative word. I don't. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to some stability because that stability will yield both happiness and and wild growth. Cool. I like it. All right. Last one, Kirby. Your favorite memory of 2018 was blank. My favorite memory of 2018, you know, Aim and I got the opportunity to to uh, spend time on vacation with my girls down yes. in Florida, uh-huh. um, and it was it, it was needed, right? Like it was one of those where we got, uh, and I think that the girls are at it in age where they sort of understand as much as you can at 17 and 20 that you know. There's only so many more times that we're going to be able to do that as a family. And so I think we made the most of it. And so that was probably my biggest, as I think back, I'm like, I really had a nice time. I think yeah. they had a nice time. Um, and, you know, normally we actually go out of the country. Right. We stayed, you stayed in Florida this time. And um, there's certainly positive and negatives, but that was a... That, that's probably when I think of the year, that's one of my favorite moments. Awesome. And remember, Florida is kind of like its own other country. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Kirby, for sure. Let's do a little rapid fire. And this may be the last rapid fire we ever do, by the way. Just so okay. you know, we may just All kill right. that little segment. But I'm today I had fun with it. But, it was, it, you know, we talk about struggle to come up with stuff. I spent way too much time coming up with this rapid fire. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so this is a would you rather New Year's oh edition. <laughs> See? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kirby. Would you rather look 10 years older from the neck up or the neck down? Uh, probably the neck up. Okay. I'd go neck up. Yeah. Would you rather be extremely underweight or extremely overweight? Mm. Uh, I'll go overweight. I think in most countries that's a sign of prosperity. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather win $50,000 or let your best friend win $500,000? Oh, best friend, 500000 for nice sure. Nice answer. Would you rather experience the beginning of the planet Earth or the end of the planet Earth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I probably don't survive either, but let's go with beginning. Oh, 
Alrighty. Would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the most intelligent person in the room? Um, to be honest with you, you're usually the funniest person in the room, and I'm usually the most intelligent, so I'll go with that. I don't like that answer. <laughs> Would you rather have free Wi-Fi wherever you go or free coffee wherever, where and whenever you want? Um, I'll go Wi-Fi. That's not the answer I thought you would have chosen. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Wi-Fi. All right. Would you rather read minds or accurately predict the future? And I, I know the answer on this one. You do know the answer on this one? I think one? so. Um, I, would, I would predict the future. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Would you rather eat only pizza for one year or eat no pizza for one year? <laughs> oh, I'd only eat pizza for a year, for sure. All right, Kirby. Last one. Would you rather attend all the educations at Expo but not the trade show or attend the trade show at Expo but not one single education session? Oh, that's super easy. I'd rather attend the education. Once again, once again, you screwed this up. The answer to that was both. Both. And, uh, again, I don't understand why you can't simply follow the rules on this little part of our podcast, which would why I, might, I may scuttle it all together. Yep. But yep. I'll tell you who doesn't follow the rules, and it's a good thing. It's a good people chameleon. Like, they don't yeah. follow the rules when it comes to packaging, notebooks, gift boxes, and folders. That's what they focus on. You know, a lot of suppliers will add this item and this line and this and apparel and all these other things. They know what they focus on. Journals, notebooks, gift boxes, and folders. You want a t-shirt? Go somewhere else. You want a mug? Go somewhere else. You want a newest tech gizmo? Take a hike, pal. Hit the bricks. Go find it somewhere else because we're talking journals, notebooks, gift boxes, and folders. The good people at Chameleon Like are the best in the industry at creating that custom packaging, and they do it by matching creativity with the process. So go ahead and head over to chameleonlike.com. Pierre and Alex, they're going to help you out. What great sponsors they've been for our podcast. You really won't be sorry you did. Kirby, thank you for another year of fun. Some good thought, I think, and, uh, and good podcasting. Uh, and looking forward to doing this again in 2019. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.